Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Happy Wednesday. We are getting into these uh, game, these two episodes early this week. It is Thanksgiving weekend, of course. Daniel, Curly, and myself all have plans with our families and loved ones. So we're getting these episodes to you early this week. We'll be covering our NFL picks and getting into our fantasy football teams like we do every Friday episode, but this one will be coming to you early. And we'll also be previewing the Thursday games three this week on Thanksgiving. Make sure, as always, to get your uh, questions into us as soon as possible so we can help you out through our email address, tckpod at gmail.com and on the Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag tckpod. And we can help you out as soon as possible, but we do have a lot to get into, so let's do it. Can you spell cat? Sightly. Gentlemen, how we doing? Happy week Goodness. twelve already, man. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, ago. we're doing great. Happy, uh, happy Turkey week too. Oh man, I was just watching. I woke up this morning and I watched. I watched uh, Chef Gordon Ramsay cover a turkey in like three pounds of uh, three pounds of of seasoned butter. It looks pretty terrible, <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm excited to be cooking a turkey soon. It's the American dream, right? That, that is awesome. <laughs> 
Dan, Dan, you got plans for Thanksgiving, man? What's up? Yeah, yeah. Going over to uh, my wife's brother's place. Going to do kind of a combo. It's going to be a, a bizarre combo of probably Chinese food and actual Thanksgiving, sort of traditional Thanksgiving food. So it'll be an odd mixture huh. of stuff, but it should be all amazing. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, the better news from the great state of California is it has been raining all day, which is a huge deal for us wow. right now. So hopefully this is uh, the end of, of uh, the scorching of California for this year, at least. Dude, that is yeah. that is really, really good news, man. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. And actually, <clears throat> I am in California myself. Oh, yeah. uh, my, fo- my folks live uh, way up in the mountains in Northern California. So I'm in California as well. Um, I'm actually hanging out at a hospital. Um, I'm fine. Uh, but my mom works at a hospital. <laughs> I'm visiting and uh, I'm posted up in a conference room making sure these podcasts can get happen. So we're going above and beyond here on the TCK pod for y'all. Um, hope, you, uh, hope you all have a, a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving and and um, hopefully you're able to celebrate however you choose to in your family with uh, those that you appreciate and love. So without any further ado, let's get into three Thursday games. Uh, best part of Thanksgiving, in my opinion, is football all day. Um, we have a morning game, an afternoon game, of course, and then uh, what I think we're all waiting for, the evening game. So let's jump into it right away. We have the Chicago Bears at 7-3. and three, uh, Heading into Detroit, of course, Detroit and Dallas always host on Thanksgiving. So the Lions at four and six host the Chicago Bears for the early game Thursday morning. Who do you guys have here? The Bears. Yeah, the Bears. Dan- Daniel. <laughs> uh, obviously, the the fact that Mitch Trubisky is not going to play, uh, you know, makes this a little bit less of a no brainer. Uh, but I think, as as I understand it, there's a, actually a fair amount of confidence in Chase Daniel. He knows Matt Nagy's offense. Uh, from their time together in Kansas City. Um, so I get the sense that he's going to be a more than capable backup. Um, and the Detroit themselves are, are injured as hell. I mean, they got, they're missing Marvin Jones. They're going to miss on Johnson. Uh, so, so I'm definitely going, going with the, the, the Bears this one. Yeah, this is going to be a pretty sad and ugly game to watch. I think it's just going to pretty much be the Khalil Mack show uh, for, for us morning viewers. But yeah, Lions, they sadly, they, do really, they really don't have anybody left on offense except for Matthew Stafford. So, so I'll go with Khalil Mack here and Dubbers. Holiday yeah. season. Hashtag Galladay season. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny Galladay is going to have, uh, you know, 35 targets in this game, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, the, Bears, uh, the Bears are looking solid on defense all around. I think they'll have enough offense. And uh, this, this could be one of those games that uh, Jordan Howard accidentally has 65 rushing yards and a touchdown or two. Um, so this might be a rare week that you can confidently start him against this terrible rushing defense for the Lions. But, uh, yes, I agree. Oh, no. even, even without Trubisky, I think, that the, uh, I think the Bears take care of business on the road here early on Thanksgiving. Let's move on to the uh, just absolutely destroyed Washington Redskins um, the only the only player left is is uh, Adrian Peterson uh, and Jordan Reed somehow um, the two two of the most two of the most injury prone players in their uh, long careers and they're the only the last two standing but uh, they face off against the uh, Cowboys five and five the Redskins six and four this is a big divisional game actually the Redskins have been leading this division for a few weeks now but they're quickly I think losing their grip especially with Alex Smith unfortunately going down with a potentially career-ending injury unfortunately certainly the end of this year um Cowboys at home uh I'm just I'm gonna take them I don't think the Redskins have a chance with all the injuries 
Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, I'll go. I'll go ahead and take the Cowboys too. I I will say as 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 a potentially counter argument of of going back to October twenty seventh of two thousand and fourteen, Colt McCoy led a two win team into uh, to beat the six and one Cowboys led by Tony Romo, and that was when he was with the the Forty uh, ers of course. So I'm uh, I'm willing to to potentially entertain the idea that he does some sort of crazy upset, but not really, not, not seriously. So I'm definitely going to go ahead and pick the, uh, the uh, Cowboys. No brainer. Cowboys. Cowboys. So were you doing some deep digging on uh, McCoy stats this morning? (laughs) I was was just kind of reading about matchups and it was just something that, that, that somebody mentioned is just kind of really counter argument to why the Redskins might have a chance. So I just thought I'd relay that information, but, uh, Seems, seems highly unlikely that that's going to happen again. Right. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Cowboys as well. I, I agree with everything you guys said. Uh, I think it'll be a pretty close, low-scoring game. Um, and, yeah, and Colt McCoy, he's not a huge downgrade from Alex Smith. I, everybody keeps saying that, too. I think it'll be more of a downgrade than everybody keeps saying because Alex Smith has been around a long time, and Colt McCoy has, you know, he's been on the bench for a while, for a reason. Um, so yeah, it's this one, you know, it really comes down to whoever makes the least mistakes on offense. And, and I see Dak playing a cleaner game here than McCoy. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the boys all the way here. Cool. Likewise. And if uh, the Cowboys can get this win, uh, Thursday afternoon, they will be tied in first place all of a sudden. Um, the Eagles of course have been stumbling and, uh, the Giants are actually playing easily their best football the last couple of weeks, but they dug themselves such a deep hole early in the season. It's going to be quite the monumental effort to get back to the top for them. But uh, this could be interesting. The Cowboys win this game. They're tied up in, in, uh, and certainly on the up where the Redskins are on the down. So uh, we could see the tides turning here in the NFC East. That'll be interesting to see last game of uh, Thursday night. It'll be a Thursday night football. After you wake up from your nap, you can enjoy the Saints and the Falcons. The Saints are nine and one. The Falcons are four and six. This is in New Orleans. Uh, Saints big. I don't. I don't. These games are generally close. Um, they're not actually shootouts like everybody assumes with Matt Ryan and 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 Drew Brees. This one might be because they're both playing really well. But the last couple of games between these two teams have actually been in like the twenties versus the 30s or 40s. Um, so I actually think that, that the Saints are just playing unbelievably right now. And uh, obviously outside of the Rams and the Chiefs, which we all saw on full display Monday night, the Saints are, are up there with them, no doubt. And I don't think the, uh, the Falcons are going to have enough to uh, hold them off, um, especially with the Saints being at home. So I'll take the Saints. Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, Super Bowl. What, what Super Bowl are we on now? 53? What, what Super Bowl is this going to be this year? L one one one. Sure, sure. We don't want to know. Whatever. Anywho, okay. I'm going to take the Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl champs, the Saints over the Falcons here. Yeah, man, the Saints. God, they look so freaking good. They they don't have a weakness. Uh, uh, Traquan Smith. Yeah, he might not play, but that doesn't matter. It, they don't. I mean, yeah, they might need him later on, but the Falcons. They're they've been really quiet the past couple of weeks, and they didn't look good at all. Uh, especially the first three quarters last week, they looked a little better, a little bit better in the fourth quarter, and they finally got Julio Jones going. But they still really didn't look that great. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Super Bowl champs, the Saints. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I'm not. I mean, can anybody beat the Saints right now? I'm no, not. No. I'm not. I'm not particularly convinced that anybody because it's not. I mean, obviously their offense has been fire, but their defense has been stuffing everybody now. 
all of a sudden. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure anybody can beat the Saints. Definitely I mean, not the Falcons. Not at not at home. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I'm not convinced on the road. Maybe on the road against you know the Rams or the Chiefs or something. But uh, it's you know they're 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 firing on all cylinders and then some. I mean, what what Drew Brees is doing this year, just in and of himself, is unbelievable in terms of just how many, what the percentage of of his passes that he's completing and just how efficient he's been. It's been stunning. So, yeah, you know, I, Saints all the way for all time and until further notice. Love it, love it, cool. All right, let's move on here. The first uh, first game on the Sunday slate, we have the two and four, fresh off of a bye, forty nine or two and eight, excuse me. Let me give them four extra losses. My bad. I like, the, I like the wishful thinking that we just reversed back to week six. And somehow there, somehow there was still hope for week seven. That's awesome. Damn it. Sorry about that. So, so our, our, our beloved 49ers at two and eight coming off of a bye, uh, head into Tampa, of course, all the way across the country, about as far away as you can travel in the United States, down to Tampa, Florida, to take on the reeling three and seven Buccaneers um, seems like the last like four or five weeks we've had a matchup somewhere on the slate where there's been a one or a two win team versus another one, two or three yeah. win team. Um, Bucks and 49ers in Tampa. What are you guys thinking? I'll Niners. go first. You're going Niners. I'm go, I'll go. I'll, I'll go first because I think I'm the odd man out in this. I'm taking for it. Uh, and this is a really stupid game to debate, just for the record. But. Um, <laughs> Just this is two teams that that are basically going to use the next six weeks to figure out what the hell they're going to do with their roster in 2019. Um, but uh, yeah, basically it comes down to I think Tampa Bay's at home. Um, you know, I think uh, against San Francisco's absolutely garbage secondary, I think Jameis Winston and the receiving core have really big games and they put up a ton of points. Um, so so yeah, I think that's really what it comes down to. So, question for you, Daniel. Do you do you have high confidence that Jameis Winston will play both halves in this game? Over yes. under three quarters. I, I, I'm, no, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm, streaming, I'm streaming Jameis. I'm streaming the streamer because it seems like Tampa Bay basically just streams quarterbacks at this point. Oh, my uh, God. So I'm streaming the quarterback that Tampa Bay is currently streaming against the, again, deple- incredibly bad uh, 49ers secondary. And I think, I think he lasts the whole game on this one. I think he throws no more than two interceptions. Wow. Wow, uh, I, I don't know. This this one is this one's tricky because the uh, the Niners are coming off a bye, and Shanahan is a pretty good coach, so he's got he had some extra time to to draw up some stuff. So, anywho, I'm picking the Niners on this one. I just, I really feel bad for Fitzpatrick and Winston. You know, this QB mess is all about just terrible coaching staff. I mean, do you know how many coaches in the entire universe would kill for this type of offensive talent? I mean, imagine yeah. Shanahan or Belichick with these offensive weapons. I mean, you can draw like a half decent defense up, and and you'd ha- you'd be pretty competitive. So this coaching staff is so bad. You can't just keep flip flopping quarterbacks out because you know so much of being a good quarterback is it's a it's a huge mental game, and sure. they're just messing with these guys at this point. So I feel bad. I like I like both these guys, and they've been working their asses off. And I know Winston's goofy, and he molests women here and there, but <laughs> he's been working hard. You know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's a hard worker. <laughs> uh, anywho, but I'm picking the Niners. I'm picking the Niners because, like I said, they're coming off a bye, and, you know, they have real coaches. So I'm going to go with them. Cool. Before I get into my pick, I just want to make a disclaimer that here on the TCK podcast, we do not condone molesting women <laughs> or stealing crab legs. So despite, please. Despite, despite how hard they work at football. 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So please don't get it twisted. I'm also going to go with the 49ers. Uh, I really like Nick Mullins. I want to see it happen. I think Jameis is, ta- is, is garbage. Um, I, uh, you know, Chris uh, Godwin did play last week, but he was a little bit hampered. He actually had a nice game, but he was a game time decision. Peyton Barber had 100 yards somehow last week. I don't think that happens this week. I think the Niners are going to come out. Um, and I was actually looking. I, I meant to. Uh, I meant to bring it up. And, and, and again, full disclaimer. Uh, apologies on my preparedness here with my situation with the uh, last minute travels with the holidays and stuff. I don't have all my sheets. I usually do up. So apologies there. But. Um, uh, I was looking at the standings of the NFL that I wanted to bring up to you guys. Maybe I'll do it next week um, because I don't think many of the bottom teams are going to lose. But uh, I wanted to rattle off basically all of the teams that had three, two, or one wins and just kind of pick your guys' brain on who you thought were the actual bet, you know, best and worst teams of that bunch because it was surprising. I actually, and this is you know super biased, of course, but I really do believe that I like the 49ers, I think, are probably the best team with – you know, three or less wins, um, which sounds silly, but there's about eight of those teams. And the Niners, when you see them play, they're not very good, but I think they're playing with the most heart, you know, and like the Giants are actually starting to play pretty fired up. Like Odell was basically like, look, I'm not a loser. You know, we need to step it up and like have some dignity when we do this shit, even if we're going to lose. And I really, really have a lot of um, appreciation for that. So these teams are bad. There's always going to be bad teams in the NFL, but it, there's a matter of quitting, and then there's a matter of just, you know, trying really hard and, and, and being bad. I think the Bucks are bad and just not very good, like Curly said, on, on the coaching staff. The Giants and the Niners are bad, but they're showing some heart at least. I think heart perseveres here with the long travel. I'll take the Niners just because I think that they're playing well-ish um, against a bad opponent, and I think that they're coming off a bye, so they've had a, a few extra days to plan for, you know, what what they're going to do when those three picks happen. So hopefully, uh, hopefully Niners can get a W here. Well, let's move on. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York football giants. Uh, this one somehow is for basically who's not last in the NFC East. Um, I think preseason, I'd have to go back and look at my picks, but I'm pretty sure I had uh, the giants, I believe actually winning the division um, with Odell coming back and Saquon and the Eagles being in second place and they're fourth and third right now in the division. So that'll be interesting, but the Eagles hosting four and six New York football giants, three and seven uh, Curly. I'll let you go on this one first. I don't have a, I don't have a team pick. You're going to let me go first. <laughs> yes. Be, yes. Because I, I noticed, I don't know. Are you I'm waiting ask, to hear? I was okay. going to ask for a pass on this one. Cause it's a really tough pick. Um, okay. Well, how about this? Yeah. How- the well, I, I can, well, let me, let me talk my way into a pick for a second. Then. Deal. Okay, so notes that I have. Yeah, this is a really tough pick for me. I can see this game going either way, so I don't think there's a wrong pick. Um, the Giants' offense looked much better, like you said, this past week, but it's hard to tell if it was because Fitzmagic threw like a dozen interceptions the first half. So they always had the ball and they were scoring. Um, the Giants' run defense looked terrible. They ran all over them. So I don't know if Wentz can clean it up just a little bit and get anything going. And they, if they could run the ball a little bit, I'd say the Eagles would win. But I can't pick the Eagles off. Of, I mean, do you remember watching this game last week? They, it was terrible. I, I don't know. It's really hard. I think the Eagles are going to win, but I just can't pick the Eagles because they look so bad. And it, it just feels wrong picking them. So um, I don't know. Both of you guys have the Eagles picked, so... I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with the Giants on this one just wow, to be a little bit uh, just to have the other side and you know the Giants 
they they have the hot hand right now. They are the playing Eagles, well. The Eagles are falling apart. So I'm going to go with the Giants because wow. of that reason. How, how it's, I believe it was, it was just last week when I thought I remember you saying I could never pick Eli Manning to win a game. Oh, that was probably that was probably me. Yeah. But, but now, but now, but now, <laughs> Foles looks like <laughs> like uh, or Foles. Uh, now Wentz. Wentz. Now Wentz looks like Eli. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I they are hot. I mean, the Giants are hot right now. There's no doubt about it. Um, and if they if they really are back, this is this is in some sense going to be their game to really prove it. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I still think I think the Eagles are going to be seeking blood this week. I think that they got embarrassed last week. I think they're a better team than they have led on in, in some recent weeks. They're also playing at home. Um, I think that the Eagles are capable of of really putting a lot of pressure on Eli Manning um, and and that kind of covering for some of their other weaknesses defensively. Um, I, I think I'm going with the Eagles on this one. I think the Giants, I have a sneaky, I have this fear, though, that they're going to do reasonably well at the end of this they're year. They're on fire and, right now. And then, and then the, they're gonna, the team is going to use that as an excuse to not address their quarterback situation in the offense and, and extol the virtues of Eli Manning no. another year. We'll see. No, 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 no. They won't do that. They can't be that dumb, can they? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they, they, they totally are that dumb. Man. <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, for this game, uh, Eagles at home. Uh, is is my pick. Yeah, fair enough. I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. I agree that the Giants are playing well, um, but I also have a uh, I have a rule that I don't um, pick for Eli Manning. So um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. Also, I, I think you know they came out last week and, and mentioned that they still haven't found a place for Golden Tate. I think that gets remedied against a, a horrendous secondary for the Giants this week. Um, Alshon Jeffrey is due for a big game. Nelson Aguilar has actually not disappeared like I thought he was going to. I think he'll be okay in this game. And frankly, I just think, you know, Daniel mentioned it last week on the podcast that um, Ezekiel Elliott uh, destroyed the Eagles and they are kind of ranked as one of the top uh, rushing defenses, but they hadn't played many running backs of quality and um, Zeke tore him up. And frankly, I, I think Saquon is, is equally talented as Zeke Elliott right now. And there's nobody the, the secondary um, for the Eagles uh, is pretty, pretty trashed as well. But yeah. overall, I mean, honestly, dude, this game is really a toss up. This comes down to, Philadelphia is one of the toughest places to play in the league. The Eagles are are hurting for a win, maybe more than any team in the NFL with coming off of the Super Bowl, who they are, what's happened this season, everything else. Like the Eagles need this win more than anybody else in the NFL right now this week. And I think they're going to gut it out against a inferior Giants team. But I'll tell you right now, if the Giants win this game, um, I mentioned last week, if the Bears beat the Vikings, I was like, I'm all in on the Bears. That's legit. They did handily, and uh, I'm very impressed with the Bears. Likewise, if the Giants come up with this win on the road and they knock off three in a row here and they start steamrolling, um, I, I may have to change my, my tone with the Giants overall. So I'll go to the Eagles this week. I'm going to give Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz a bounce-back opportunity, but their defense is pretty beat up. So if Odell and Saquon get loose, this one could get ugly, but I'm going to go Eagles as well. Let's move on to the uh, New England Patriots seven and three facing off against the New York football jets at three and seven. This one in New Jersey. Um, this one's a trifecta. I don't think there's any surprise there. Uh, 
Tom Brady and Belichick off of a bye are unbelievable. Uh, the Jets don't have a chance, and it looks like Sam Darnold will probably be sitting this game out as well, which means another week of McCown. I think the Patriots win this one handily. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go Patriots here. I think with uh, with Sony Michelle back, especially, uh, I, I think they're I think they're going to be back into uh, you know that that full playoff form that we saw a month or so ago before they kind of fell apart when Sony Michelle went out. So yeah, and and any of you listeners out there, if you need a defense that's streaming, I think. I think the Patriots defense is a really good stream this week. I mean, like, like you said, coming off a bye in Belichick, he's been drawing up plays. So I, I think they're going to score big here. And I think the Cowboy. I saw a lot of people picking up the Cowboys defense to play this week. And I think that might be a little bit of a mistake. I think the Redskins are going to play a pretty conservative offense. And I just don't see, I think, I think that might backfire a little bit. So I'm, Anywho, I'm picking the Patriots, but if you need a defense, take a peek at the Patriots. They have a good matchup this week. Um, yeah, I think uh, one thing is, that's worth noting, I think the Jets historically have, have done a good job of the Patriots tough at home, and they are playing in New York. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, the difference, the difference in talent between these two teams. And, Sky, just like you saying you can't pick Eli Manning, I cannot pick the Jets anymore since they gave me negative <laughs> seven points on defense a couple weeks ago. Can't do it. I'm done with the Jets. Never picking up. Yeah, I totally agree. Negative seven. Against the, <laughs> the Bills. Hey, you won. You won both leagues this. this I did. Past week, I did. So you're, you're you're looking much better now. In the win column, finally. Thank God. Yikes, man. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. Good job. But that was that was crazy. That you mentioned that you have to be better off not playing a defense. <laughs> Or not playing them, at least. I I could play nobody. I I, I would have won if I had had zero points in my defense. Oh, man. Rough. All right, let's let's move on to Cincinnati. We have the 5-5 Bungles hosting the 3-6-1 Browns. Browns coming off of a bye as well. Uh, Baker Mayfield, do you believe in it? Looks like A.J. Green is is optimistic to play in this game, which could certainly be better for Joe Mixon. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts here. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Dana, why don't you kick us off in this one? Yeah. Um, well, for, first of all, I, I will say just to start, to kind of answer your question before that you posed sort of rhetorically earlier about the best teams who have three or fewer wins. Yep. Uh, my vote on that is actually the Cleveland Browns. I sure. Think. I, like um, it. I, I think, I think that obviously since, since making the quarterback change, um, you know, they've obviously gone through a whole mess of, of coaching issues and firing Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley, and that's kind of screwed them up. But just in terms of raw talent, I think, I think the difference, so the, the, the Niners are a well-coached team with no players that are any good, and, and the Browns are, have been a poorly coached team with a lot of players who should be a lot better than they, you know, should be pretty good. Um, and I think that the Browns are, are actually an interesting team. This being said, I think, uh, you know, in Cincinnati, I, I think, um, uh, uh, you know, with A.J. Green back on the field, um, I think, you know, the Cincinnati team is just in general has a lot of uh, veterans in it. I think they're going to be more sort of desperate and inspired to play well at five and five, whereas the Browns are very clearly kind of a rebuilding team. Um, I don't know. I just I kind of have a hunch that this is sort of a comeback week a little bit for the Bengals. Um, and I think that they pull off a win. I do think it's going to be a very close game. I think this actually could be weirdly enough something of an exciting game to watch. Um, but uh, but so I'm going to go ahead and pick the Bengals. But I, you know, I, I definitely this is, is kind of a toss up for me overall. Yeah, this is also a coin flip for me. 
Uh, it can go either way, but I'm going to, I'm picking the Browns because the, the Bengals defense has just looked atrocious. Uh, and the offense is really struggling without AJ green. And we still don't know about AJ, but you know, even if green comes back, um, it, it I, like I said, it'll, it'll still be a close game, but even, even with him in there, I can see the Browns offense really pounding the ball at ease against this defense. Um, so yeah, I, I see this being a pretty darn big game for Nick Chubb. Um, so congrats fantasy owners. If you do have Chubb, I think it's going to be a monster game for him and I'm going to go win the Browns. Yeah. Likewise. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ride the Chubb all the way to a victory here this weekend, hopefully. And, uh, certainly that taking, Chubb. yes, I <laughs> and definitely, weird. definitely taking uh Baker Mayfield too. I think this would be a big game against a beat up secondary in general for the Bengals. Their defense is just too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I totally agree with uh, what Daniel said. I think the Browns are much better than their record. Um, I think there's actually a handful of teams like that this year. And uh, the Browns, I, I certainly would agree that uh, that they're they're, I mean, they're they're much more of a 500 ball club than a three six and one team for sure. Uh, they've had some narrow losses. I mean, dude, if you look, I've actually looked back on this a couple of times this season. They, I know it's all hypothetical kind of bullshit, but if you look at how the games played out and what happened in the games they should have beaten the uh, the Steelers the first game of the season they should have beaten the Saints the second game of the season so can you imagine if the Browns won those two games to start uh, you know now who the Patriot who the Steelers and the, and the Saints are today and who the Browns are if those you know the Browns would have beat those two teams it just it's you know crazy so anyway I think the Browns are a much better team I think they take care of the Bengals uh no problem even with AJ Green and frankly I don't think AJ Green is going to be 100% anyway and uh you know let's let's not forget that that the Browns defense is is much better than it has been in the last few years and Denzel Ward is the truth and so a beat up AJ Green I don't think will be able to get away and, and Tyler Boyd hasn't uh proved himself that he's a number one so I will too take the Browns in this one Let's move on to Carolina, six and four, hosting the five and five Seahawks. This one is easily the best uh, middle of the pack game, and and this is uh, not quite an elimination game, um, but this is one of those battling for that that wild card spot game, and and the winner of this game has a significant advantage, I think. Yep. Yeah, Go I think ahead, I think I, 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 uh, you you Curly has has declined to make a pick for the second game this. I'm not sure about this new, this new trend of his, but, uh, but uh, um, yeah, I think this actually, I mean, obviously the saints and the Falcons in some ways, the most fun game of the week, but I think this is going to be arguably the best and most competitive game of the week uh, in terms of an even matchup. Um, this is, this is going to come down to, to the Panthers at home. I think, you know, the, the Panthers are, I think clearly better than they've played in the last couple of weeks, few right. weeks. I don't know how they managed to fuck up so badly against Detroit last week but um but i think uh i think there's there's they're undoubtedly due for some positive regression um at home uh against seattle i think is a good is a good place to have that positive regression uh seattle might just be a playoff team i think they're they're proving to be an interesting team that sort of gets it done in in sort of weird ways and and you know via kind of a lot of uh kind of pound and grind you know offense and, and you know better than expected defense in some sense. Um, but, but I think uh, Caroline at home here, I give them just a tick of an edge. Um, but I think this game should be very close. Oh, I guess I got to make a pick now, huh? I'm going to go with the Seahawks. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Seahawks. You know, it's, it, I, I've been picking a little – I picked a little loosely last week. I'm, I tightened it up a little bit more this week so that I don't completely blow the first place and pick. But uh, 
Um, I was, I, you know, I was having a little bit of fun with some uh, upset picks, but yeah, like you said, this one is a total 50, 50 for me. If it was, if this game was playing in Seattle, I think the Seahawks would be the, you know, the easy pick for me. Um, but yeah, this is a real, it's very similar to the giants versus the Eagles where, you know, the Seahawks have been playing on fire and they're, they're playing really good. They have the number one rush deep, uh, rush offense and so on. Uh, and the Panthers have been blowing it the past few weeks. They, they look terrible. So it's really hard to pick the Panthers when they look this badly. But again, they're playing at home and Cam Newton can turn it on in any game. So it's really hard to pick against the Panthers as well. But yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. They, they've been running the ball. They're bringing it together. Doug Baldwin is back. Russell Wilson looks much better uh, now that he has Doug Baldwin back and now that he, you know this offense is, is piecing it together. So, so I'm going to go with the safe pick on the Seahawks here. For me, it's got to be the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers need a win very badly. Uh, they just dropped two games against the Steelers and the Lions. I don't know that they were supposed to beat the Steelers per se, but they certainly should have beaten the Lions, and they came up short there. I don't disagree with uh, what Ron Rivera did to go for two there at the end of the game, but ultimately was unsuccessful. Therefore, uh, they lost the game. Um, the Seahawks are playing much better. However, I'm concerned a little bit about them being on the road. Doug Baldwin looks better for sure. Chris Carson's healthy, which is nice. There's nothing really to knock on the Seahawks, unfortunately, for this week because it kind of ends my streak. But the, <laughs> the, but the Panthers, um, I think, have been reeling lately, and this seems like a get-right game to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, I think it was Daniel. One of you guys had mentioned that they're a well-coached team, which I agree with, and I just think – Last week, they came up short. This week, I don't think they make the same mistake. They've been on the road the last couple of weeks. They're going back home to Carolina, much like the Niners going all the way to um, Florida to play, play the Bucks. The Seahawks are going all the way across the country to play the uh, Panthers. That is a long travel. Um, you know, Even though these guys are on private jets and shit, it's still a jet lag situation, East Coast, West Coast time. That stuff does matter, especially in the 10 a.m. games. So – I'm I'm gonna take the Panthers because I think they need a they need to win very badly here and I think that they'll, they'll get it uh, at home. Although I am very concerned that Devin Funches is terrible, therefore the number one the number one receiver for the Panthers is DJ Moore, who's awesome, but, but I'm not sure he'll be enough. He's a rookie. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but ultimately, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Panthers here, basically just hoping that they can beat the Seahawks. Right. Let's move on here. We have a uh, doozy in Buffalo. Uh, three and seven Bills face three and seven Jags. Um, preseason, I probably could have predicted the Bills record, although I'm not sure I would have predicted the Jaguars to be three and seven. What the hell is going on in Jacksonville? Um, I'm the odd man. Out. Yeah, I'm the odd. Not for long. Um, I'm the odd man out on this one. I will take the Bills actually, and this straight up has to do with. Buffalo is a, t- a tough place to win anyway. I know the Bills are terrible, but Buffalo is a tough place to win, especially this time of year. I haven't checked the weather report, but it could be nasty. Um, and anyway, it, it could, be a, could be a doozy of a game. So I'm going to take Buffalo. I think the Jags are horrible. Their defense has certainly not been what it's supposed to be. If the Buffalo has any offense in this game, I think they can uh, beat up, and I think they'll be able to slow down at least uh, Leonard Fournette. So I will take the Buffalo Bills on this one. Sure. Josh Allen comes back, too, for the Bills, it looks like. Right. <laughs> he better not run around like he's been doing, especially against the Jags defense. That guy's going to get his head taken off. But, yeah, I guess I'm going to go with the Jags here. I don't really feel good about picking either team. 
Um, I mean, man, the Jaguars really need to figure out how to get rid of Bortles because they they had this defense had five interceptions in three quarters and the offense put up nine points. That's terrible. <laughs> I mean, they should just put some def- defensive dudes out there at quarterback and see what happens and have them run around. They could probably put up way better than nine points off of five turnovers. So I feel terrible about picking the Jags, but the Bills have also been a mess. And I mean, yeah, the Jags have Leonard Fournette and their defense has been playing a lot, a lot, a lot better. So I guess that's why I'm going to pick the Jags. Uh, what do you think, Daniel? Yeah, I, I, I'll pick the Jags. I feel like this game is going to be decided by like a safety or something. Yeah. Um, and the, score, the, score is, the score is going to be like nine to seven. Yeah. Um, but uh, five, three, dude, five, three would be good. <laughs> it's possible actually uh, yeah i really to me this comes down to leonard fournette because so one of the things that about the bills defense that's worth noting is that almost all of their success has come in past defense so i definitely think i would not be shocked if the jaguars basically did not let blake bortles throw a pass that didn't go sideways in this game to be mm-hmm. honest um they basically didn't let him do that in the last game um and uh, and but I think Fournette can actually have a significant degree of success against the Bills defense, and I think that they ride him hard. He looks to be healthy, um, and uh, and obviously I think you know the 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 Jags still do have defensive potency enough to to keep Josh Allen and company in check. Um, so based on that, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Jags. But yeah, I mean this is this is one of those games where I can see an argument for the Bills, um, but but I I still think the Jags are the better team. Um, and, uh, and I'll go ahead and pick them this week. Fair enough. Yeah, if uh, Jags lose this game, they're going to be cleaning house more so than I think they already are going to over the yeah. offseason because they're going to need to make some moves there. Okay, cool. Let's go on to a, uh, a potentially more exciting game. Probably not. The Baltimore Ravens 5-5 five and five host the 2-8 and eight Raiders. And we were talking earlier about the best teams with three or less wins. The Raiders are not one of them. Um, they, uh, they accidentally got a W against the Cardinals last week, which was a, a complete oopsies on the Raiders. Like, I feel like the the Cardinals and the Niners were the only teams really battling the Raiders for that number one pick. And they beat one of them, which I just think is a bad move. Anyway, the, uh, Ravens five and five host the two and eight, uh, Ravens, um, for the, uh, what, 11th week in a row, uh, we're not picking the Raiders. So, uh, Curly, why don't you kick us off, make a case, uh, make a case for, the, for the Ravens, and, and less about why they're going to get the win maybe and just uh, what are we going to do with this uh, backfield and the quarterback position, man? Why don't, you know, why don't you take the backfield, Daniel? Why don't you tell us about the quarterback position here? Huh. Actually, I was going to talk about Lamar Jackson, so if you don't mind, Daniel. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I just heard uh, Lamar Jackson, he was on the Dan Patrick show yesterday, and he talked about uh, how last week on, you know, for Thursday's practice, he was in the hospital with some stomach illness or something. And Thursday is, is when they went through and practiced all the passing plays. You know, they went through the whole playbook and they went, they practiced all the plays. So that's one reason why Lamar Jackson ran the ball 20, 27 times and threw it like once because he just didn't practice any of the passing plays. So he talked about how, you know, it'll be much different this week, I'm sure. So uh, he didn't even know if he was starting the game. But um, but I, I see I see um, this being a great opportunity to to let him throw the ball a little bit and see what they have in, in this young quarterback. Um, and, and yeah, I think this is a great fantasy play, too, because he put up 20 fantasy points or something off of off of like 100 and something rushing yards and 100 passing yards and zero touchdowns. 
So I can see him getting one or two touchdowns and having a, a, a you know a better a better game than last week. But yes, I'm Here's picking the Ravens. I, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> question question for both of you guys: Has Joe Flacco started his last game for the Ravens? Started. Uh, hard to say. You know what? I'm going to say no, only because again. Harbaugh and Flacco are BFFs, yeah. and yeah. so I think, out of respect of bringing a Super Bowl, you know, to that regime and things, I think that like I think Flacco is done after this year. I thought he, I, yeah. I said, I said preseason, I thought it was going to take four games and Lamar would take over. So it's taken longer than I thought it would, but you know, ultimately it's it's the same result. Um, I think if Flacco can go and Lamar doesn't blow the roof off, if if Lamar doesn't crush like three touchdowns passing, one rushing, yeah. 400 total yards kind of a thing, if he doesn't pull that off against the Raiders and Flacco's healthy next week, I think Flacco starts. For sure. Otherwise, otherwise, I will take Lamar until he blows it. But if there's a chance for Flacco to be back in there and if they make the playoffs, I think they would start Flacco in a playoff game yeah. if he's yeah. healthy. Yeah, I, I agree. If if Lamar Jackson doesn't show that he can throw the ball against the Raiders, then and, and they're playing for the playoffs, I can see Flacco being back in there. But yeah, if if if, if Lamar has an arm, if he can throw the ball with accurate accuracy this weekend, he might be the new starting quarterback for the Ravens. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So, um, so okay, Daniel, do you want to expand on on that then? Oh yeah, I get. Well, I'll, I was just gonna. You, you mentioned I should talk about the backfield, so I can do that. Um, yeah, I mean, so I'm I am personally kind of all in on this Gus Edwards guy. Uh, I picked him up in both of uh, our fantasy leagues. No, you um, did, bastard. <laughs> I needed running back up. I had uh, my my second running back in the listener league was related to potentially be Capri Bibbs, so I needed something, man. Um, but uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, Alex Collins has just been struggling to get anything going. He's had fumble issues. He's had all kinds of problems. Uh, and, and I think they've been looking for kind of a, a, a way to get him less involved. Uh, and all of a sudden, Edwards takes over the lead job last week and absolutely decimated the Bengals. Now, of course, let's be clear, it's the Bengals right. whose defense is absolutely atrocious. But I think, you know, given Har- – I mean, I think the situation, at least initially, is going to be a headache. Uh, John Harbaugh really lauded the depth that they have. They have Collins. They have Edwards. They have – uh, Buck Allen, they have Ty Montgomery as sort of uh, as a, a receiving back. I mean, they have a lot of running back depth, so I get the sense that this could be uh, a fantasy-wise a headache to to start. Um, but I do have the sense that I think Edwards has uh, a considerable amount of upside. The Baltimore has a really easy schedule yeah. down the stretch when it comes to defenses, so I think if Edwards does take over as the clear lead back, he could be a really significant fantasy asset um that's a big if uh at this point but i do i I think he carries more upside i've seen enough of alex collins at this point to to think that his upside is very significantly capped i just think he's sort of a kind of a plotter to be honest who's who's i think his talented his talent is relatively limited so i'm kind of big on gus edwards we'll see uh the raiders running back situation is another one that's sort of weird uh it seems like Jalen richard is the guy to own over there now uh Jalen Richard, excuse me. Uh, John, John Gruden, of course, comparing him to Charlie Garner, which is funny. Uh, Dude, love that. Charlie <laughs> Garner was a beast. <laughs> the one, one comment that I read, which is true, is John Gruden is living so, so much in the past that he, I think he thinks Charlie Garner is actively rostered on his team. Um, 
but anyway, uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, the, Doug Martin is, is, I think his, you know, run is, is limited at this point because especially considering the Raiders are going to be looking to the future at this point and figuring out what they have going forward, which I can't imagine that those plans truly include Doug Martin. Uh, they also said that they were going to be giving uh, DeAndre Washington some more touches. So that backfield is a mess. I'm not really in on anybody over there. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens. So th- this week could be instrumental in determining, you know, kind of what that, what both situations are going to look like going forward. Anyway, we, we spent a lot of time on this game for some reason. Jesus, so just, we did. Well, <laughs> yeah, we're on the Ravens. I'm just going to go ahead and say I picked the Ravens. Sure, and I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, you know, I mean, the listeners, I don't think anyone's surprised that the three of us are taking the Ravens. I think it's more just covering the yep. different situations yes. that are going on. And, and of course we cover more of the fantasy aspect um, on the Thursday episodes, but on the Friday episodes, I think it, it still matters. Like we get more right. information as the week goes on. I think it's important to, to just have what we have. And of course we don't have Curly on the, on the right. Thursday episode. Right. So it's, it's good to get his uh, feedback there, but yeah, this is, this is, um, this is interesting. I'm not, I don't have much more to say. You guys have covered plenty of it. I'll take the Ravens as well, but I do think those, uh, two particular situations for fantasy going into the playoffs. And just a quick note, uh, Daniel, the Ravens right now have the number one best running back um, to defense uh, schedule coming up here throughout the playoffs. And I believe Christian McCaffrey has the second best. Mm. So Alex Collins had it set up for him, but if Gus Edwards is legit and just to let you guys know how much I also am on the Gus train right now, or the Gus bus rather, I, uh, I considered I have the number two waiver claim in the league of record that I've been holding on to all season because I'm basically waiting for just a, a drastic thing to happen to my team and pick up that handcuff, whoever it is. But I considered burning it this week on Gus Edwards, believe it or not, because Joe Mixon is like kind of hurt. Carry on Johnson is hurt. And going into the playoffs, I, I'm just going to need depth potentially. So I, I considered it but I hadn't seen enough yet to burn that waiver, but I, I did consider it. So yeah. uh, if he's somehow still in your waivers and they passed, go yeah. get him immediately. My, my semi-bold prediction is that he out-earns Josh Adams the rest of the year, who everyone is all about right now. And for good reason. He's seemingly nailed down the starting job in Philadelphia, but they got a much tougher schedule. And I think yeah. Gus Edwards could be, could be a monster going forward, potentially, if he gets, if he gets enough carries. Both backfields have three or four heads in the backfield, too. It's a very similar position. I'll take Gus Edwards in, P- in a standard over Adams. I'll take Adams in PPR only because he catches more yeah. balls. But either way. Okay, so um, thank you guys for, for dropping the 15-minute segment on the Ravens-Raiders game. Let's move on here. The Chargers and the Chargers and the Cardinals, another trifecta. We don't have to spend as much time here. No. Chargers are significantly better than the Cardinals, although the Chargers got upended last week against a motivated Broncos team. The Cardinals got embarrassed by the Raiders somehow and lost that one. Car- uh, Cardinals are certainly improved, but I think the, the, the Chargers are going to sober up there at home. I think the Chargers win this one going away. Chargers for me. Yeah, no, yeah ch- uh, Chargers are going to smoke them ridiculously. Okay, let's move on here. Fair enough. The Steelers seven two and one have really bounced back after a shaky start. I believe at once at one time they were what one two and one, so I think they've rattled off six in a row. Um, but the Steelers are heading into Mile High Stadium to take on the Broncos, coming off a big win against the Chargers, as I just mentioned. Four and six uh, Broncos. The Broncos' playoff hopes are, are you know slim to none, but uh, they're playing at home. They're playing against the Steelers. Uh, man, Steelers, you know, kind of got, kind of got slowed down a little bit. So, um, 
what do you guys think here? I, 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 I'm going to take the Steelers. I think they're a better team, but I think this one, like we mentioned last week, could be close if the Broncos come out motivated here. Daniel, you want to take this one first? Yeah, I'll go ahead and take the, the Steelers. Um, I, I do think this game could be, could be semi-interesting. The Broncos have been one of these pesky teams that has um, actually played good teams quite well this year. Yeah, baby. Uh, so I, I think I think that they could make this quite interesting, but I just think Pittsburgh is just too damn hot right now, um, and I think that they they're firing on all cylinders. Their defense is actually playing relatively well. Um, yes. So, but this this begins kind of a tough stretch for them. They got a really tough schedule down the road, so they got a uh, you know I think beating Denver this week is going to be a, actually a really big deal for them because then next they have the Chargers, then they get a bye against the Raiders, but then they get to play, then they have to play the uh, Patriots, Saints and Bengals in Pittsburgh, which is always kind of a tough matchup. Uh, so, so they, I think this is a, uh, in some sense, a pretty significant game for them to win. So I think they're going to be coming out and, and firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to pick the Steelers here, but I think this this might be the game of the week, uh, one of the games of the week. I think this is going to be a really good matchup. Uh, it's going to be a really close game. Um, yeah, it's a tough pick. Going with the Steelers, Big Ben looked terrible this past week, though, except for the final few minutes where he, he you know came back and won the game for them. Um, but I can see this defense causing similar problems. Uh, and, you know, the Steelers really need to find a way to get James Conner back into the mix and really take some of that pressure off Big Ben and, you know, to keep that defense off balance. So hopefully this is a, this is a game where Connor gets back, um, especially for fantasy purposes. Holy cow. Um, yeah, Broncos. God, Broncos have a little bit of momentum going, too. They, have, they, they just came off of a really strong team win. Like, the whole yep. team contributed. Yep. So this team is really fired up, and they have momentum going. Um, yeah, the, the defense scored some points. Keenum had the game-winning drive. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos sneak out with this one. But I think still, you know, the Steelers still have way more, way more talent on, on offense. So I'm going to go with them here. Totally agree. I don't have much more to say. I, I just, you know, I, I think I expect this one to be the Jim Nance, Tony Romo, CBS national game for the afternoon slate. And I really look forward to watching this game in full um, because I, I, I just really believe the Steelers are just better. And Daniel, you just hit the nail on the head for me. The difference in this game, oddly enough, is that the Steelers defense has really showed up the last few weeks. And I think they're just going to be too much for that Broncos offense. The Broncos defense has been playing better as well, but I just think even road Ben uh, has been getting away with it. They had a bloody bath against the, the Jaguars last week, but came away with it on top late. Um, I don't think the Broncos' defense is that good, so I think the Steelers can do it again here overall. But I think this is going to be a really, uh, really exciting game and, and a close game uh, to watch competitive throughout. Okay, last game on the afternoon slot on Sunday, the Colts 5-5 five and five and the Dolphins 5-5. Five and five. This is going to be an interesting game here. Uh, two teams who are, I think, right where we may have expected them. Maybe the Colts a little bit better preseason, but right in the middle of the pack, they're both 5-5. Five and five, And oddly enough, they're both kind of uh, on the outside looking in on the playoffs, but certainly have a chance in the AFC. Um, what, do you guys, what do you guys think here for both these uh, – 500 ball clubs. Andrew Luck, baby. <laughs> it's hard to pick against him right now. So I'm going to, I'm going with the Colts because of Andrew Luck pretty much. Yeah. I mean, these, these do not look like two teams with identical records. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous to think that they do. I mean, obviously the Dolphins kind of had wrote a good luck streak at the beginning of the year and then have 
kind of been disappearing in recent weeks. And the Colts kind of have had the opposite trajectory um, with Andrew Luck getting progressively healthier. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I actually think the Colts win and big, especially at home. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the, you know, what Ryan Tannehill's, is he going to play? He's probably going to yeah. play. Yeah. I, I yes. Looks relevant. like it. But, um, but so I think, you know, him coming back after six weeks off, he's going to be atrocious as my sense. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I don't really have a whole lot of faith in anything. You know, the Dolphins defense has been bad. Their offense isn't that good. So they don't have, a, I know that, you know, I think again, they're, they're a lot worse than their five and five records suggest the Colts on the other hand, actually have a chance to make the playoffs um, with how good they're playing. So, so they, I think are going to be really firing it up this week. Totally agree. And don't look now, but the Colts defense is actually pretty solid. Playing them this week, second week in a row, I'm going to go with them. Nice. I think it's a great call, man. I mean, assuming, assuming Frank Gore doesn't single-handedly beat you, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry. About, I, yeah, I, I, I him up in one of my leagues too. But it, but it looks like Drake, uh, Drake has shoulder injuries, uh, shoulder issues right now. So he might not even play. Exactly. Oh, man. So I, I think, and, and I mean, we saw T.Y. Hilton get loose last week against the Titans, and the Titans had an overall really solid defense. Um, and, and Andrew Luck made him just absolutely embarrassed him in Indianapolis last week. So I, I think more of the same here. I totally agree. Andrew Luck's on fire. T.Y. Hilton's on fire. Um, again, we mentioned every week they were pretty quiet last week. But if you have Eric Ebron also trying to throw touchdowns, I think this offense is just firing on all cylinders. So I will also take the uh, Colts and handily as well. Let's move on to uh, this right here is my game of the week. Um, Vikings 5-4-1 and one versus the 4-5-1 and one Packers. Uh, this game is... <laughs> so really quick before we get into this do you guys think this has shootout material or ground and pound kind of a defensive struggle uh, I don't know I think I think honestly somewhere in between I, I I mean I think this could be a game where both teams you know score 20 something points um and yeah I don't know I don't know what to think about really either of these teams right now particularly the Packers um the Packers are weird because I think they're done, to be honest. But I get the sense that they're not going to play like that. Um, I think no, Aaron Rodgers is not going to throw in the towel no matter what. And I think they're going to be in denial because they're supposed to be better, and everyone thinks the Packers is better. Um, so I think it's going to be a dramatic game, regardless. But no, I think I, I get the sense that it's somewhere in between those two extremes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm picking the Vikings here, but I really don't care about this game. Like, both of these teams are super disappointing, and it's like, I don't know, I feel emotionally drained from watching all these Packers games, and they're just so – it's so sad to watch, like, such a such an impressive, talented quarterback, you know, like, season after season just being wasted. So it's like I'm kind of over-watching Packers, and the Vikings are kind of turning into the same team for me with Cousins – Cousins does not look like a good quarterback. I can't believe they spent that much guaranteed money. Oh, my God. I wonder uh, how sick they feel about that right now. But he could turn around. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm going with the Vikings on this one because they're playing at home. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going with the Vikings. The Packers have not won on the road this year. That's that's just, you know, that's crazy, just for the record. Um, and yeah, I just I think really what it comes down to is the Vikings do have the superior team at this point. I think the Packers are they're banged up, they're disappointing, um, and and Minnesota is you know again has also been fairly disappointing. But I think they just have way too many weapons ultimately, particularly on on offense, um, to to be able to. I think they just kind of 
ultimately outscore the. Well, of course, I'm picking them to win. Of course, I know they're going to outscore. I'm predicting that they're going to outscore the Packers, but you know what I mean. They're going to outgun them offensively. I think. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, you know, again, I think there's going to be uh, a lot of heart and a lot of effort between uh, Rogers and Aaron Jones and Adams. But ultimately, I think the Vikings defense is firing on all cylinders. Uh, somehow the Bears beat them last week, but the Bears defense won that game. Um, I think the uh, I think that the the Vikings will be able to bounce back at home. Um, Thielen is certainly falling back down to earth with with a couple with a couple uh, minute lingering injuries, but Stephon Diggs is crushing right now. Uh, Cousins, I agree, isn't amazing, but he's good enough, I think, to play against the Packers defense. And overall, I just think the Vikings will have enough to to get home. Um, if somehow the Packers win this game. It's going to be very interesting the final week, of, you know, final month of the season with both these teams at five, five, and one. <laughs> and you know, if the Bears, I think the Bears will beat the Lions handily, but it's the NFL. You never know. If the Bears win, they go to eight and three and would have a three-game lead on the uh, Packers and Vikings. If they lose, they'd only have a two-game lead, and really anything can happen there. So yeah. it'd be really interesting in NFC in, in North there to finish out the season. So I'll take the Vikings as well, another trifecta. And the final game on the slate this week, the Monday Night Football game, the Houston Texans 7-3, and three, one of last seven games in a row, faced the Titans, who had a huge game against the uh, Patriots. Then they drop one against Andrew Luck, and uh, they're down at 500 as well. Um, I mean, do you guys think – I mean, Mariota probably is not going to play in this game. Right. Uh, therefore, we're looking at uh, – 49er alum Blaine Gabbert, um, Corey Davis. I'm worried about him. Certainly, I mean, with or without Mariota, but certainly without the running backs aren't very impressive. Is there any reason to not pick pick the Texans handily? No, I'm I'm picking the Texans here. I mean, Deshaun Watson. He didn't look great last week, and he was taking a lot of sacks, and he's throwing a couple picks here and there. Um, so if if Deshaun doesn't clean it up. Um, this might be, you know, the Titans might have a chance, but I, I, I don't, I don't really see this being a close game. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you. I think, I think, I mean, you know, the Titans D is, is, I think, still can be quite potent, um, and that's really the only chance they have. I'm mad at the Titans though; they made me look bad last week. I said that they were gonna beat. Not only did I say they were gonna beat the Colts, but that they would ultimately win that division over the Texans. And boy, do I look stupid right about now. Um, <laughs> so. I'm mad at the Titans at the moment, um, but I suppose I should be mad at myself. Anyway, nonetheless, I'm going to go ahead and, and take Houston. They're they're two on fire right now. They also are playing well defensively, um, and yeah, the 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 Texas or excuse me, the Titans offense is just a mess. So Texans, it is. Totally agree. I'll take the Texans as well for their eighth win in a row and uh, making a sizable lead over the Titans in that division. And uh, in, unless the Colts win on Sunday, um, they could have a, a two, three game lead on the division there. Okay, cool. Before we get into our fantasy teams uh, and, and give a breakdown of our fantasy teams, you guys can go ahead and turn the pages and bring up the, the uh, let's go over the um, uh, league of record first, and then we'll go into the listener league seconds. Uh, before we do that though, I have the, questions of the week and I, I had two I, I set up the uh this new slate every single week um Tuesday morning as I get ready for the Tuesday podcast and things and at that moment 
Traquan Smith, I assumed, was, you know, 100% going to play. Looks like he's questionable at best now. Monitor that for sure. My first question was going to be, which could potentially be obsolete. Um, which, so I'm going to put a little bit of a, a caveat here. If Traquan does not play, then this question's off the board either way. But assuming he does play, the question of this week is, question number one is, who will have more overall fantasy points in PPR leagues, the combination of Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, and Ben Watson for the Saints, or Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Mohamed Sanu for the Falcons. Of course, they play each other this week. So which uh, trio will have more fantasy points in uh, PPR leagues, assuming Traquan Smith does play? Curly, what do you think? Saints. I'm going with Falcons. Okay, and, uh, and I will go with the Saints as well, assuming Traquan plays. But again, if he does not, we'll just kick that one out and it won't count. The other one we are going to count no matter what. This one is in the uh, Vikings-Packers game, Sunday Night Football. Who has more fantasy points in PPR leagues straight up, Devontae Adams or a Vikings receiver? And I gave you guys the option to choose one. Uh, uh, Curly, what do you uh, think here? I did not realize that. I thought it was between Thielen and Diggs, so I picked Diggs, but I am going to change it to Adams. Okay, so you think Adams is going to outscore both of them then? Combined or or just one of them? Yeah, it's it's Devontae Adams or a Vikings receiver, and you could choose right, Thielen. Right, right, right. I'm gonna go Adams. I'm gonna go Adams. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Thielen. Uh, I worry about. As ridiculous as Adam's been, I worry about him a little bit against Xavier Rhodes, so I'm taking uh, Thielen. Likewise, and I'm actually going to take Diggs. So we will, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll all take a different receiver. We'll see what happens there. So. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. What can you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. There's nothing. We can't do We couldn't throw. We throw in interceptions. It just, man, it We just got our totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. This team is going to the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Um, fair enough. Okay, cool. Let's change... Uh, change the the pages here. Let's get into our fantasy teams. Um, and unfortunately, again, I've mentioned, uh, and I apologize to listeners for kind of a scatterbrain couple episodes here. We'll get back to business next week when we're back home and, and settled in our natural environments. But unfortunately, I don't have all my sheets up like I usually do. So I've asked for the assistance of my compadres to um, read off my rosters this week, and I'll have my feedback from there. So um, I can go last on each one of these. So why don't you guys do your teams first, respectively? Let's start in the listener league. And um, let's see, uh, one, one of you guys feel free to, to go first here. And oh, I'm sorry, in the league of record, excuse me. Curly, go first. I'm getting, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about Sky's game in this league, Curly, and you can talk about his game in, er, in, the, uh, in the listener league. How about that? Well, they're both, uh, they're both oh. my game. Oh. 
and I played each other in both leagues this last week. So well, yeah, I had to, I'll let uh, you take care of it. my bad. Yeah, I w- went up against a real jerk face this week. It's just a... <laughs> oh, sorry, buddy. Uh, just joking. Um, Sky's a great guy. Uh, uh, so yeah, I played Sky in both leagues, and I lost uh, two hundred and eight to one ninety eight to Sky. It was a bit of a heartbreaker. And, Man, Gurley and Connor both had kind of stinker of a days. So if one of those guys showed up, I would have won. But uh, it was not to be. So Sky is now 11 and 0 in that league. Uh, and I am 6 and 5, unfortunately. And uh, this is getting a little, a little sweaty coming down to the end. Uh, I don't even know if this team is going to make the playoffs, but. Uh, I, have, wow. I have a couple. I have a couple easy matchups. One easy matchup this week, and then the final week. So, so hopefully, I can end the season strong and, and get into those playoffs. Uh, this week, I have uh, Mahomes and Gurley and Watkins. They're all on buys for me. Oof. So it's going to be a tough one. Uh, but I got Lamar Jackson in there against Oakland. I think uh, I think he'll be good for twenty to thirty points. Hopefully, uh, Matt Breida and James Conner. Two good running backs right there. Uh, Devontae Adams and A.J. Green, welcome to the team. Uh, I picked up A.J. Green last week while he was injured. Um, I, I traded uh, Jordan, Marvin, yeah. Jordan Reed, uh, Jordan Reed, tight end, and then Elijah McGuire for the Jets for, for A.J. Green. Jesus. Um, and that was when he was still injured, and that's when we still thought he was going to be out until, like, you know, December. So I figured I was just going to pick him up, and if I sneak into the playoffs, then I'll have a super solid team. But I got really lucky. The next day, it sounded like he was pro- he was questionable for the game all of a sudden that he might play. I wasn't expecting him to play last week, but this week I was uh, expecting, you know, the, the chance a little better. But uh, it, we'll see. We'll see if he can sneak in there. But AJ, welcome to the team. We are very happy to have you. Um, Cameron Brait in at tight end because OJ Howard just went out. So I picked up Brait uh, this morning off waivers. Uh, Traquan Smith, hopefully he, uh, he plays Golden Tate in the flex with Smith. Uh, for defense, I picked up the Patriots D. Like I said, I really like their matchup against the Jets. And for kicker, oh, my God, Mason Crosby's still in there. I might have to swap him <laughs> out because he, <only, laughs> uh, he only put up four points, but he's still an okay, he's still an okay option. Um, and then this week, uh, do you want me to read off your roster, Sky? Or Dan- oh, from or last or week. Or Daniel's, Daniel's going to read it, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's okay. You don't have to do mine from last week. It's fine. Okay, and then blah, blah, blah. So this week, current matchup, I'm playing Todd Bennett. Let me roll through my opponent's lineup real fast. Uh, he's got Mitch Trubisky still in there, but I'm assuming he's going to swap him out. And Matt Stafford is his second option, so it's looking good for me already. Uh, David Johnson and Jalen Richard at running back. Keenan Allen and Michael Crabtree at wide receiver. Zach Ertz, tight end. Calvin Ridley and Taylor Gabriel in at the flex, uh, he's going with the Redskins defense against Dallas and Graham Gano at kicker. So really quick before you move on, would you guys rather play Mitch Trubisky, who's not going to play, or Matt Stafford, who is going to play <laughs> against, against the Bears the defense? Bears, I, I'd probably go Trubisky. <laughs> I, I, you know, I learned my lesson on this one with the Jets defense. Sometimes the best play is nobody. In this right. case, I, might, <laughs> no, I, might, I might have to go with Stafford. We'll see. Oh my goodness. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck, John. That's, that's a, that's a tough place to be in. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, cool. Um, Daniel, why don't you uh, uh, cruise on to your side? Yeah, cool. Um, all right, where am I at here? So I finally got back in the win column uh, against, against John Bennett. I uh, won 172 to 123, capped by a 52-point T.Y. Hilton barrage. Jesus. Which was pretty nice to see. Um, probably give me like two points next week, but you know, this. That's such as life when you're owning TY. Um, so this week I am going up against Eugene, the, the struggling Eugene uh, at two and nine. Um, and let's see here. So I'm set to play. I'm streaming, <laughs> streaming your boy, James Winston, at quarterback against the, uh, against the Niners pathetic secondary. We'll see about that. Um, Melvin Gordon and James White returning from a bye uh, to, uh, to snatch up my second running back spot. TY Hilton, Larry Fitzgerald at the receiver. Uh, rolling at least for right now, I'm planning to roll with Jack Doyle at tight end, despite the fact that I have a healthy and playing presumably Rob Gronkowski on my roster. But I'm kind of liking where Jack Doyle is right now in terms of uh, being a, prim- a primary target for Andrew Luck. So I'm thinking about playing him over Gronk this week. We'll see. Wow. Um, and then uh, Tariq Cohen and Gus Ed, the newly picked up Gus Edwards uh, as my flexes at the moment. Steelers D and uh, streaming Mike Badgley of the Los Angeles Chargers uh, kicker since uh, my huge Harrison Butker is on by. Uh, and let's see, what do I got here? Uh, Eugene is rolling with Matt Ryan at quarterback, uh, Jordan Howard and Adrian Peterson at running back, Doug Baldwin and Tyrell Williams at the receiver, uh, David Njoku at tight end, uh, Jarvis Landry, Nelson Aguilar at the flexes, Eagles D and Will Lutz at the kicker. Well, good thing for him. He's got a top five kicker. Yep, that's true. He's he's got he's got a he's good got chance. The number one kicker. Is he the number one kicker now at this yeah. point? I mean, it would make sense given the offense, but yeah. Got a boy Lutz. Nice. All right. Well, good luck. Good luck to you as both. Uh, can you please read off my roster, yeah. too, my man? I got you. I got you up right here. So you're going up against uh, Braden, and uh, you are going to be rolling with Aaron Rodgers at the QB, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara at the running back slots, uh, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones at the receiver slots. This is ridiculous, by the way. Um, tight end, Trey Burton, uh, flexes Joe Mixon and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Bills D and Steven Goskowski is your kicker for the week. Um, hard for me to figure out what Braden's going to do because, like, all of his players are on by and he hasn't changed his schedule yet. Uh, he has Goff, Tyreek Hill, Brandon Cooks, and Robert Woods in the lineup. Um, I will give my best guess as to what it's going to be based on what his roster is. He's going to be playing Tom Brady at quarterback, Tevin Coleman, uh, Mike Davis, I believe, at the running back slots. Uh, Ty, um, Receivers, I believe, are going to be Kenny Galladay and I think Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb who I believe is going to play. Um, and then he's got uh, Ben Watson at tight end. I have no idea what he's going to do for his flexes. He's got LeGarrette Blunt. He's got Ricky Seals-Jones. Something, Some combination of those guys is going to play. Panthers D and Matt Prater at kicker. I believe at the at the moment, without him making edits, I think last time I checked, I was projected to win by 100. Yes, I believe that is true. Again, I think he will presumably up the ante on that a little bit, at least by having a quarterback and a receiver in the in the on the team. But uh, yeah, his team is is going to be a he's going to have a tough assignment this week uh, with pretty much no players left. Um, it's Ram, yeah, he's Rams, he's Rams and Chiefs heavy. So yeah, that's just yeah. kind of what happens there. So, okay, cool. Thank you for that. Um, and if you want to, you can read off the standings. Otherwise, let's just roll off to the uh, 
listener league and we will get out of here. Hang on. I'll get, I'll bust it, bust out with the standings real quick. Okay. So sky, obviously you're still sitting pretty at the top at 11 and 0. uh, Curly, you and I are tied, um, in the fourth spot with both at six and five. Got some work to do. It's going to be a, uh, man, this is going to be an get awesome it, past couple or past, uh, last, last two weeks of the season. It's going to be intense. Keep, oh, keep clawing, I keep might, clawing. I might throw up if I don't make the playoffs with this team. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and, like, we, we, were, we, were texting, uh, we were texting we were texting over the Monday night game just back and forth, back and forth, and um, we were discussing some of our potential keepers for next season because our rule in our league, everyone has different keeper rules, but our rules are you have to draft the player and keep them on your roster all season. Uh, free agents from the waiver wire don't count, and if you drop somebody and re-pick them up, they are ineligible as well. So uh, we were trying to pick out what's up, and, and uh, Curly, in my opinion, and you've got probably the best roster of options, I think, of where you picked up these guys. Um, you got three or four different options. So I think later after the season when we do a recap, it'll be fun to have you jump on and see where you're going to land on that because uh, you have some interesting calls with yeah. some late grabs. Going to be but, down, um, down to Mahomes for the eighth-round keeper or Connor for the uh, 12th-round keeper or maybe sure. – I think. 13th maybe 12th or 13th either one of those but and and we may we may go to two keepers as well which i've been pitching and we just oh, have let's to do it on. i'm gonna I'll, I'll keep so, both oh man yeah well you also have todd Gurley, man i mean you're not gonna get him back let's do obviously three keepers. So. let's do it oh, <laughs> let's do four god i love this team i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be so sad if this this is like the best team i've ever seen in fantasy and i'm gonna be so sad if they don't make the playoffs it's gonna be such a waste of talent They've got well, they got to make it. We're going to finish strong. We're going to come up keep, with a W. Keep fighting, brother. Keep fighting. It's, it's not over till it's over. You got two weeks left. Keep keep drilling. Let's get into the uh, listener league, gentlemen, and then we'll uh, we'll get out of here. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, again, I played Sky, and uh, this team I, they're seven of four now. But I don't know how they, they still have this good of a record because they it's not a great team, and I got smashed by Sky, uh, one eighty three to one twenty four this past week. Um, but yeah, I, had, I also had a bunch of guys on by. So this week I'm a little stronger. I have Andrew Luck in at quarterback, uh, David Johnson and Sony Michelle at running back. Welcome back, Sony Michelle. Finally, God, I really needed him. I've had Jordan Howard in there for like a month. Ugh. Um, <laughs> Stefan Diggs and Josh Gordon at wide receiver, pretty solid. Uh, Trey Burton at tight end. Now that OJ Howard is done for the season. Uh, Duke Johnson and Kiki Kuti at the flex, and I might I might slip. I just picked up Josh Adams, so I might slip Josh Adams in for Kiki. Maybe it's a, it's a hard pick, but um, I might slip him in there. Uh, then going with the Bears defense against Detroit, they're going to put up probably a, a couple hundred points for me. And then why do I have Mason Crosby again? <laughs> what, the hell am I doing here? Uh, so I'm at Murica this week and I have another tough, uh, it's another tough matchup this week. We're both projected at 129 exactly. Uh, he's going with Philip Rivers, uh, Melvin Gordon and Tevin Coleman at running back, uh, T.Y. Hilton and Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver, Jeff Hireman, uh, tight end, Amari Cooper and Tyrell Williams at the flex. Cardinals defense against the Chargers. I'm sure he, he's going to flip them out. Uh, and then Will Lutz at uh, kicker. There you go. Cool. Can you please read off my team as well? Absolutely. So Sky is going to you go don't... with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, no, sorry. Joking. Before you, before you go, do, do you not want to review my last week's 
performance or you just want to skip over that oh no i i just mentioned that you you beat me 183 to 124 do you want to mention anything else uh i get that's that's fine that'll be enough was there was did you want to point out like some details and how badly you killed me <laughs> no 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 that should be good i just uh I just want to make sure that Carryon Johnson put up like twenty points before he got hurt. There's every every everybody on your team put up like twenty points. You've got four, right, yeah, go ahead. Proceed. You've got four like first round wide receivers. It's just not fair. Okay, so Skylar is going with Drew Brees, uh, Nick Chubb, and Naheem Hines at running back. Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., and Mike Evans. Not fair. Uh, Vance McDonald at tight end. Uh, he's going with Cowboys defense against Washington. Be careful mm-hmm. there. I'm 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 calling it early. I don't I know think you are. this is going to be that easy of a matchup as everybody thinks. Uh, we'll see though. Uh, and then you're going with Matt Bryant at the kicker. And let's see, you are playing Rifkin this week. And he's got Big Ben at quarterback, Saquon Barkley and Tariq Cohen at running back. Ooh, that's pretty nasty. Uh, Devin Funches and Nelson Aguilar at the wide receiver. Who's got Zach Ertz at tight end, who you traded away. Let's hope he doesn't come back and bite you in the ass there. Um, Mike Williams and Javarius Allen uh, at the flex. Bengals defense. And then Adam Vinatieri for the kicker. Uh, and you are projected at 151. He's projected at 114. Yeesh. There we go. All right, Daniel, you want to roll us out, brother? Yeah, yeah. Uh, got a, a W in the Listener League as well last week, although I shouldn't have, quite frankly. I benefited from some amazing, well, I guess you'd call it luck or just poor strategy on Collier's part, who played the zero-point-getting Carson Wentz over the 42-point-getting Jared Goff. Oh, my God. That hurts, to say the least. Uh, he would have won if, that, if, he had played, uh, if he had played Goff quite handily, in fact. But instead, I got the W, thankfully. Um, so let's see this week I am playing the dreaded Drew Missick. Um, as it stands, I am rolling with Russell Wilson at quarterback, Joe Mixon and Gus Edwards as the running backs, uh, Antonio Brown, Devonte Adams at the receiver, uh, and have George Kittle back at the tight end after the bye. Uh, right now my two flexes are Doug Baldwin and Kenny Galladay, uh, streaming the Colts D against Miami, uh, and Jake Elliott at the kicker spot. Uh, Drew has not adjusted his lineup yet. He's got Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Gerald Everett on by. So I'm going to kind of take a guess. I think I can figure out what it's going to be. Uh, he will be rolling with Baker Mayfield at quarterback, uh, Alvin Kamara, Deion Lewis at running back. I think his two receivers will be Juju Smith Schuster, and uh, my guess is either Taylor Gabriel or Mohamed Sanu. Um, David Njoku at tight end, uh, Ito Smith, Dante Moncrief at the flat. Although he actually has, I realizing he has Matt Breida on the bench. I'm guessing he gets in there uh, somewhere. Um, uh, Texans D and Matt Prater at the kicker spot. There you go. Well, get him, dude. We're all chasing Drew. Get him. Yeah, we'll see about that. Hopefully I can take advantage of his bye weeks. No Mahomes, no Tyree Kill. That's actually going to be tough, I think, for him. But still, he's well, still considering, got con- considering last week, I think those guys put up about 120 <laughs> points between the two of them. Dude, he Ridiculous won stuff. He won, la- he won. last week by 100 points. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That's Jesus. But- okay, cool. Well, thank you so much. You want to go over the quick uh, – why don't you go over the standings for me? Sure, sure, sure. Let me pull it up here. Uh, 
Let's see. Drew Missick is still in first place, followed by Sky and I are tied for uh, second place at seven and four. Uh, even though Sky has scored about 300 more points than my team. Uh, and then Daniel is just right underneath us at six and five. So again, this is pretty awesome. All, all, all three of us are really competitive um, coming down to these final two weeks. And it's going to be, man, this is going to be a sweaty final two weeks. Uh, points four. Let's see. Sky G has scored the most points. Uh, one more point than Drew Missick. You're at 1597 right now. And, and Drew has uh, 1596. Uh, and then Daniel's right underneath you guys with uh, uh, 1557 points four. And then I'm all the way down below with uh, only 1392. Oh, Rusty. <laughs> Rusty. <laughs> Bino. <laughs> I, lo I, lo I, lost my, I lost my lead. I, had to, I was leading in points four for most of the year. I lost it finally this week. So. Well, hey, man, as, as Curly's team will tell you, man, defense wins championships. That's so. true. Ugh. <laughs> all right guys well that'll that'll do it for this week's episode thank you so much for tuning in hope you have a wonderful wonderful time for uh, Thanksgiving. We wish y'all well. We wish y'all blessings with you and yours. We uh, hope you enjoy the long Thursday worth of football, Sunday and Monday night. Of course, we'll be back to our regular scheduled programs next week. Make sure to email us quickly or DM us quickly your uh, keep trade cut questions, if still applicable. We actually have two deadlines coming up here this week and next week. So if you're still around, hit us up for some of those trade answers and some start sick questions as well. We'll get into it next week. Good luck in week 12. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And for Daniel Sancato and Ryan Curlypara, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.